Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Executive Cyber Education Podcast. If this is your first time listening, well, welcome. If you are a returning listener, I'm glad to see you again. And of course, welcome as well. In this podcast, we'll discuss, evaluate, and educate you on the topic of cybersecurity strategy, governance, risk, and compliance. I'm Dr. B, your host. In today's episode, we will discuss tail risk and the impact it may have on organizations when it's realized. Given our current environment, it seems quite appropriate for us to have this important discussion. We are facing unprecedented times that we only seen in movies or books. Actually, Amazon returns over 4,000 results for pandemic books. Now imagine that. So here, we're gonna start our discussion, but as always, let's define the term of the topic we're talking about today. So tail risk. There are several definitions out there, and that's a quick Google uh, Google search, and you will find out that. But the so, so we can establish a conversation, a common ground. The definition that I picked came from Cox Jr. from a, a research paper he wrote in 2008. So he defines the risk of a low probability, high impact event. An event normally perceived extremely unlikely, but which can be a severe detrimental impact with potential long-lasting effects to our organization or our industry. So this is how Cox define tail risk. And for our discussion today, we're going to use that definition. So we have a common understanding as we move forward, right? So tail risk... So they have an idea visually, like, like have you ever seen those uh, distribution curves, like the bell curves? Well, the bell curves shows uh, towards the right-hand side, side when, it, when it, it lowers, that's your tail risk. That's how it's visually represented, right? Some example tail risk is the 2001-2002, the dot-com burst, that time period. Uh, was the September 11 attack was another tail risk. Nobody expected that to happen. However, everybody knew that would be possible. Um, the other one that we're facing today, uh, the COVID-19. So the concept of tail risk, also known as black swan, is most known in the financial services, uh, services area industry. But an interesting fact the term was first used in books in around the 1985 time period in peaking towards the 2004 time period as well, with the most mentioned in books. Uh, the whole concept of tail risk entails the notion uh, that some risk could bring down organizations or, in extreme rare occasions, an entire industry, as we are seeing uh, the beginnings with COVID-19, but let's pray this don't happen uh, here. But you see interesting suffering. Uh, the restaurant, the service industry, the restaurants and, and, and small businesses around your, your town may be suffering more than anybody else. So another example uh, was the collapse of Lehman Brothers in 2008 and the trigger of nearly disaster crash of the uh, global financial markets around that same time. So those are triggers those uh, that causes that tail risk, something that you never expect would happen, but how you deal with it if it happens. So 
here you are, you might be asking, hey, Dr. B, why are we talking about non-cyber related tail risks? Well, my friends, the pattern is difficult to, uh, to ignore at this point, right? As Nobel Prize winner Robert Schiller dis uh, discussed in his book, uh, Narrative Economics, these unrelated economics narratives, or with COVID-19, health narratives, can also drive major impacts in, in other industries, such as cybersecurity. I mean, imagine your organization, right? Right now, um, I don't know, you, you might be in energy, in, tra in transportation, in finance on a bank or, or somewhere else, or even being your own business. See the impact it's having to your organization, right? It's not a cyber event though, but look what is happening to your organization. Is your organization selling the main product? If not, you know what the impact on the finance of the organization and the, its own survival at this point, right? And you start cutting costs. You start cutting costs in terms of, of how many products you, you, you build and sell, and, uh, and you get all the way towards the end, the, the one that no one would like to see is starting the lays off, layoffs of employees. Those are difficult times. And there's nothing to do with cybersecurity. But remember, these uh, related narratives of tail risk also has a great impact. So here's the question, right? The realization of these low probability risk identify among several high pressing issues great threats and budget constraints what do you think will happen pretty simple uh, you know from small business to large enterprises they will acknowledge the risk but they most likely won't do anything about it as it does not justify investment given the low probability of that particular risk occurring it makes sense right well until it happens here we are so I want to touch two, uh, two topics in here. I want to touch two, uh, based on one is identifying what to do about it. And the other one is I want to keep it separate, but also related is who owns it versus uh, how you track it. So there are certain organizations that let's say you're the risk individual in your organization within your cybersecurity department. And you say, hey, Mr. or Mrs. CSO, um, I have a concern with COVID-19, and I'm picking this as an example, and I would like to present this as a potential risk on our risk register. And, uh, and you might have um, a welcome year at that point and say, yes, let me hear about it. Was your concern? Why you see fitting in here, given this is not a cybersecurity issue. And here is a very important distinction, identifying uh in potential impact to your industry, to your uh, function in your organization versus owning that risk. Perhaps it doesn't belong in your risk register directly, directly, but indirectly, should you consider the impact to your day-to-day -day operation? Absolutely. So for that matter alone, I want you to push a little harder uh, on that topic, right? Because people might not think and your CSO might be one of those that it should be belong there because he has to answer she has to answer for those risks to the organization but remember look what we're facing right now that lockdown working from home, stay home most states have at this point 
And what is the impact to your day-to-day operation? Was your organization successfully um, being able to implement work from home? Uh, did your VPN survive the high loads? The, do you have um, an ability for the employees in your organization use their own devices? Does your laptop workstation uh, is so locked down that it won't allow you to, let's say, uh, install a home printer or uh, an external monitor uh, to your current operating system image? All those issues now becomes very prominent that you need to be addressing. Those are the impact. Can your staff, right? Now let's thinking about the, the mental state of that isolation, be effective at home as they are effective in your organization, in the office. Remember, those are indirect consequences, part of this parallel narrative of cybersecurity and that impact. That is have to be considered during your tail risk evaluation. So pick any risk that you have in your current in your risk register, right? And then ask those tough questions. Can I do this? Can this project continue doing this if I'm not here? If I have uh, a 20, 30% reduction in staff? If I continue working remotely for so many months? Um, do we have that potential? Those are tough questions that you need to have a discussion, part of your risk assessment in your organization. So this is one. The second point I want to raise here is related to now that I know, now that my CSO says, hey, let's track this, what are you going to do about it? Well, I mean, use your imagination, but here's what I'm proposing, right? Uh, because these steel risks, like I mentioned before, is not going to go to the top of your investment list, right? And we need to invest in this because uh, hopefully it never happens, right? But you cannot ignore the fact you need to address because you brought it, brought it up that you identify, you know, now you're liable for it. Now, I would recommend creating a separate risk register right just to track tail risk and you won't have necessary like you have on your current risk register i have a risk as affecting uh, uh is because of these threats here's the security controls i have in place to minimize the risk and here is the residual risk and here is the projects that i'm funding this year to mitigate even further to basically eliminate or mitigate to a level that the organization will accept so those are, are the way you address your regular risk. Now, your tail risk will have a separate register that instead of having these mitigating controls or, or mitigating projects, right, to, to minimize the risk, well, the risk is already minimal, right? So the conversation here shifts a little bit from in terms of mitigating projects you put in place is what will you do if it is realized? Am I prepared? So it's more of a study than anything else, right? Imagine if we're able to see COVID-19 and identify COVID-19 type of scenario pandemic uh, last July. So let, oh, let's, let's do next, last April. So we have a full year. What would have done, right? If you have the separate register and that register, let's say for the regular register, you meet quarterly uh, with your leadership and you present your risks uh, you know, from, from, from the managers, directors, all the way to the CSO. 
and the and you do that quarterly your your separation for tail risks right i would revise that twice a year once a year but when you do it take seriously put the same diligent that you put on your regular register yes there's no project yes you're not going to be funding anything out of that um hopefully you won't need to but you uh, you realize okay if this happened right can i uh uh, support the 100% staff working remotely. So just a simple example. Can the organization support 100% the staff working remotely? And then you're going to run some tests, right? Like perhaps part of your business continuity exercise. Could it be as simple as a tabletop exercise? And you're going to identify some areas. Well, we could, not could. Can I on, onboard new employees remotely? Okay, let's run a tabletop exercise, either part of that risk assessment discussion or part of a business continuity, uh, you know, desktop exercise or even real exercise, right? You can run those scenarios. So that would be the way to track and continue having a conversation about terror risk. So once something realized, you not get caught by surprise and, and trying to test things on the last minute. And you just need to revise, you know, and, and talk about it, you know, twice a year, once a year. But I wouldn't go longer than once a year uh, to have these discussions. Once again, similar process is a format to keep track of these items. Now, you could, you know, you, your organization could come up with something else, right, as a risk. But it fits perfectly on a scenario. We're talking about tail risk in a risk register it seems just quite fitting to use this format however if you find a different way to do it you want to keep a list on the sharepoint you want to do it in a spreadsheet you want to do it you know whatever you want to do um, by all means the the fundamental um purpose here is keep eyes on these keep your eyes on these uh issues don't let them say yeah it's a tail risk but you know i never saw i never thought it would happen and and when it happens, we are in um, in a difficult situation trying to make it fit, trying to make it work uh, while living with this. So there's my, my uh, advice to you. Uh, use it uh, verbatim or use as a, a, a memory trigger, a discussion trigger, you know, a discussion topic when you come back to the office or even right now remotely, right? It, it is a, um, a good discussion and good track. So it's lesson learns, right? We, we learn from here or we're still learning from it, actually. We're still uh, going through this pandemic. Um, but it's a good time to start thinking about it and talking about it, of course, right? So this is it for me today. I appreciate you hanging around and listening to this conversation. I hope it, it opened your mind and trigger and provoke you to um, engaging these conversations with your organization. I mean, they are important, important because not be only for the low probability, but the second part is high impact. And here we are, we're facing today live. So it is very important, quite fitting to bring that conversation today. So remember, one is tracking. The other one is understand the difference between discussing and uh, on a risk meeting versus owning the risk. Perhaps somebody else owns, right? But remember, the, these are 
um, collateral damage. These are uh, narratives in other areas such as uh, economics and health and, and transportation that have direct impact uh, to your business, right? So this is for me. Well, uh, I special thanks uh, go out for uh, for everyone that is new listening uh, listeners uh, this time around. Um, and it is a, a great to have you and great to have you guys coming back as well as your regular listeners. I appreciate. So please make sure to subscribe and leave a review in iTunes so you don't miss uh, any future episodes. I'm glad you stopped by today. I appreciate you for spending your time with me and spending the most expensive current nowadays, right? And it's time. So see you next time. This is Dr. B, your host. I'm out.